The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Good day to you. This is The View from a Pew here on your local radio station and on social media around the world. I'm Mac McCoy. My guest today is Pastor Greg Gahan, and he is the pastor at Craig Alder Grove Parish in uh, North Nebraska. And uh, just kind of want to remind you, this is The View from a Pew. And we have many different series that we play in this show. We have the one where it's called, What Does the Bible Say About? And then we also have the Roman Road, which we have once a week with my buddy Theo from the, uh, he's an alumni of the Dallas Theological Seminary. But we started a new one. And you and I haven't talked a lot, Greg, but I, I know people say sometimes that the Lord has spoken to me and laid on my heart that I should do something like this. And before Jesus mugged me, I thought that was a bunch of baloney. Well, it, it it happens to all of us now. Yep. And that's what's happening here. Uh, about three months ago, God started laying on my heart, not angrily, not frustrated, but we need to start asking people to take things back. Schools. God left our schools in the 60s, and here we are 50, 60 years later, and guess what? They're not any better. In fact, they're worse. So don't you think our board of uh, schools and education and all those people maybe say, hey, I don't know if I believe in God or not, but our kids were a lot better educated and and uh, lawful and a lot of different things when they stood up at the beginning of the show or the beginning of the class and said the Pledge of Allegiance or they were allowed to have a, a, a list of the Ten Commandments or something like that. We've also talked about getting back our children's morality. We, don't, we, we know you're a boy and you're a girl. I really don't care what clothes you wear, but you're a boy and you're a girl. And um, you're supposed to be that way. And if you choose not to be that way, and I just got a lot of people mad at me because I said choose. <laughs> But I believe you do choose. And it's like I choose my sin. Okay, I have uh, natural sin. Uh, and, and because of that, there are things I have in my life that I would tell you that I can't control all the time. I wish I could tell you I'd gotten past those. Maybe you have. God bless you. I still have a few things that every once in a while, Jesus leans over and says, hey, Mac. I can't stand with you if you're going to take that attitude. You've got to be loved like I am. 
And a lot of those people that are living without peace, are living without uh, morals, um, have had them taken from them by idols. Absolutely. Things that separate us from God. And uh, today we're talking about peace, and uh, Pastor Craig's got another example of where the enemy has taken peace from us. Well, uh, Mac, I don't think, uh, I didn't tell you uh, this when when I uh, talked about coming in today, but today is a, uh, a somewhat of an anniversary of a sort for my family. Uh, it is 16 years ago today that my father went home to be with the Lord. Um, he lost a battle, a very long and painful battle, with melanoma. Oh, man. Yeah. He was, he was a man of God. He was uh, a Sunday school teacher. He spoke uh, many places. He shared his faith all over the place. But even, even the best of us tend to succumb to worry, and we, send to come to, we, we tend to succumb to fear, and we succumb to a lot of things especially when we feel threatened. And something like cancer uh, is a threat. Oh, yeah. No matter, no matter who you are, and it could strike anybody. It could strike in all kinds of forms. It could strike at any time, no matter how healthy you are. My dad was a real health nut. Um, he, uh, he had asthma and allergies his whole life. Uh, and if we were, and he did such a good job of controlling those, he was active. He exercised a lot. He played uh, basketball and baseball a lot. And um, yet, it was cancer that ultimately did him in. And uh, you know, it's just the type of thing you you can never tell when it's going to hit. Yeah. Um, but you know that that really took its toll on my family, and it took its toll on. Uh, well, uh, he was a big leader in the community. He used to run uh, the Oakland and Lions newspapers. Okay. And uh, he, he would occasionally write about his struggle, but uh, it, it really hit, really hit hard. Uh, my guest today is Pastor Greg Gahan from Craig Alder Grove Parish. 10 a.m. on Sundays is the services. And today we're talking about taking back what the enemy stole. And we're talking a little bit today about peace. Now, did you gain peace or lose peace when your father passed away 16 years ago today? That's a, that's a good question because on one hand, the struggle that, that he went through, and I was in uh, seminary. I was living in Kentucky for the, actually the bulk of his, his uh, struggle with cancer, but... Uh, Watching what he went through, it was so tough. And watching how the rest of my uh, loved ones handled it back in Nebraska, that was tough too, because it's it's just so painful to witness. And uh, the treatment for cancer, uh, a lot of times, uh, and this is the case with my dad, was incredibly destructful in its own right. Um, because you can't really treat cancer without destroying some of the good parts of your body as well. Somebody told me once that 
Um, and I don't be offended by this. This is just what somebody told me. Sure. Remember the old uh, Pac-Man games when the little guys would move around and take things? Of course. I've had people tell me that cancer is like that. Once they get in your body, it just roams around taking things. And it takes your strength. It takes your organs. It takes ever feeling good again. But I bet with your dad, it didn't take his peace. Oddly enough, I, uh, I I don't know that it did. I, I think, uh, in fact, he uh, actually found a number of ways to, to keep going. Yeah. Um, and I know, I know he knew and loved the Lord. And I know that um, he was forgiven of his sins. And I know that he is looking down from upstairs. Uh, um, and, I, and I know that uh, that... The, the fact that he no longer deals with cancer. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, you're a good son, a very good father and husband. Um, knowing that, I can't believe how many people don't know that for sure Yeah. when their parents pass away. And I'll be honest with you, I'm one of them. Yeah. My, my, I was not raised in a house that Jesus was present, but I was raised in a house where we went to church every Sunday. And my dad and mom were very involved in the church, but there was never a Bible in our house. There were foul words used from time to time, taking their name in vain. And although there wasn't a lot of, um, we were a pretty joyful family for the most part. But it's nice to know, no matter what, where your father went. And we can guess sometimes, but sometimes you just don't know. Yeah. Uh, I met a, a young man. I'll tell you a story here. I met a young man right here in Omaha. Uh, when I built my offices, I needed an electrician. So a friend of mine gave me his name, and he came over. And you can see by my office, it's pretty obvious I'm a Jesus freak with an attitude. <laughs> yep. And he noticed that. And he was really nice, but he was soft-spoken. And uh, he said something about my dad dying like a few months ago. And I said, well, do you know where he's at? And he said, well, I really don't know. He said, my dad never brought up Jesus. Hmm. Um, never, uh, I don't think they really ever went to church or not on a regular basis. They certainly weren't raised in Sunday school and things like that. But, and I said, well, that doesn't mean anything. He could still be with the Lord. He said, well, here's what I found out. In his dresser, next to his bed in the top drawer, was his mother's Bible. Hmm. And it looked like it had been used and ridden hard. And he said, I know, I know for a fact that he would pull that Bible out almost every night. And I said, every night or almost? Well, he said, I'd rather say every. Because whenever I went over, I'd look to see where that Bible was. And it, the marking place was never in the same page, hmm. never in the same chapter. And I told, his name was Craig, I told him, I said, that's all you need to know. Yeah. He knew the Lord. Uh, if, he, if his fruit was not a, a, a appearance to other people, that's, that's not that big a deal. He knew Jesus. And he, when Craig left that day, he felt better. Good. I think that he was his dad, and mom. He knew, he knew where his dad was, and it sounds like you had no doubt. That's right. With your father passing away, how'd your mom do? 
it it was really difficult for her in the sense that um, she knew what was coming to, and uh, but you know I think once it happened there was I I think my family as a whole really handled it well knowing well in spite of everything. I think we all knew he was in a better place and and the Lord gave us a great sense of peace and there was something really special at the funeral. Um there was only my oldest son Elijah was the only grandkid who was born at the time. Okay. Um he was less than a year old. He was almost a year old and um his funeral there were so many people there it was too big for any of the local churches. It was actually at the Oakland Craig Gymnasium and uh as soon as we were about to walk out there I remember just looking around the corner and seeing how many people. The gym was full. I remember seeing how many people were there, and my mother was about to lose it. She was about to burst down into tears. And Elijah, 11 months old, could tell what was going on. He couldn't even walk yet. His first steps were a few days later. But he reached out to her and grabbed her and gave her the biggest hug his little body could muster. Yep. Yep, and you know, uh, I believe in this world of spiritual warfare, uh, an angel may have entered Elijah for just that moment to make sure that your mom got the message that she needs. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad you shared this day with us. Thank you. Yeah, that's really neat. All right, I'm going to take a break. I've got Pastor Greg Gahan here from Craig Alder Grove Parish. In, uh, it's actually in Craig. Well, it's two churches. One of them is in Craig. The other one is out in the country near Craig. Okay. And so uh, you're the pastor for both of those churches. Yes. And uh, uh, Greg's been on my show several times, um, and I've asked him to come today. This is only the third pastor I've had on the radio on this new series I'm calling Taken Back What the Enemy Stole. And uh, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, I want you to listen to the song that uh, Teron Wells recorded, and that's our theme music. And here's the words. I'm calling the angels down. I'm storming the gates of hell. Tell that devil he don't own my soul. I'm taking back what the enemy stole. I'm raising the battle cry. I'm holding the banner high. With the power of the Holy Ghost, I'm taking back what the enemy stole. Today, and uh, uh, Pastor Greg and I are talking about peace, how God takes peace from us. And when we come back, um, especially with you as a a father of younger kids, I have grandkids and great-grandkids, I want to talk about how the enemy has stolen peace from today's youth and all the different ways that he's done that. And it's going to be hard to take that back, but we'll talk about how maybe you could do that and help the young people in your life bring back peace. I'm Mac McCoy, and if I haven't told you lately, thanks for listening. We are here on The View from a Pew, 27 different pod sites, the YouTube, and new this month is our Roku channel. Just look up The View from a Pew. The View from a Pew. And thanks to Divine Truth Christian Store. Divine Truth Christian Store, where you'll find more.